0: This morning I'd like to continue on the twelfth, and can I have the slide please? Now I I entitle it The Controversial Apostle. Why? I will give my explanation. This is the most controversial appointment choice that Jesus made. And it is important. Next week is even more spectacular. Next week is the terrorist apostle, the Taliban apostle. Simon the Zealot he was an assassin before Jesus called him it's very interesting if you look into Simon's life in the days of Jesus the political landscape of Israel was divided into Pharisees Sadducees Essenes and Zealots and as i begin to read and do a research into that I also discovered there are a lot of similarities taking place in Malaysia, all right, Malaysia and also in the nation Israel 2000 years ago. You see, the Pharisees are a religious group, okay? the Sadducees are a materialistic group, the, the zealots are, are those who are radical. Radical. Pharisees mix religion with politics. The zealots are the radicals. They are the terrorists. They, 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 You know, many of you, if you watch Netflix, there is a movie called Sikari. Sicari is a curved knife used by the zealots to assassinate people they don't like. And this character, you see, it's marvelous when you begin to look at the character and the personality that Jesus picked up. He did not just pick up at random. Luke tells us he prayed all night before he chose the 12. And every of these 12 represented a certain segment of society. And I believe every of these 12 represent all of us here. Different personality, different temperament, different political ambition. Like Matthew, he was the only one defined by his occupation, profession. James and John, son of Zebedee. Alright? Name after their son. Simon and Andrew, son of Bajona. You find? Nobody. Nobody talks about their occupation. Judas Iscariot. Iscariot comes, Iscariot is a Jewish village in Judea. So Judas from Iscaria. Philip, Bartholomew, no one in the twelve. Simon, Simon the Sealot. Simon was associated with the organization he represents. We'll talk about the Zealot next week. What they would do. How Simon, in order to become the apostle of the Lord, had to put aside his personal war. He had a war against the Roman government to a point he has no hesitation of killing. And that's why in the Garden of Gethsemane, when the soldiers came to seize Jesus, two of the disciples had sought with them. Remember? And Peter grabbed one of them and what? Cut off the high priest's ear, servant's ear. Where do you think they get a knife from? Simon the sea Lord. <laughs> He had to put aside his personal wall in order to become an apostle. Next week, you will hear how each and every one of us, we need to put aside our own personal wall. Our own personal battle. If you want to be a follower of the Lord, you've got to be willing to put it aside. You know, I was reading the, 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 uh, a statement the other day. It, it says here on the seventh day, Jesus, I mean, God rested from all the creation and he blessed the seventh day. God rested from, and he said, It is finished. I finished creating. This is found in Genesis account. He finished creating, and then he rested. God rested. On the cross, when Jesus said, it is finished, it's so that you and I can rest. Can someone say amen to that? In creation, God said, finish, God rested. On the cross, when Jesus said, it is finished, you and I can rest from our work of seeking steps to salvation. You see, many Christians still do not know how to rest. They, need, they think they need to add Jesus plus righteous work. Jesus plus religious observation. Jesus plus, they somehow never come to a rest to believe that Jesus said it is finished. The finished work of the cross, it's completed. The ultimate sacrifice is paid. We need to just receive and believe. That's all our job is. But some of us are not happy with that. We still want to do something more. Why? Because our salvation is not based on faith. Our salvation is based on righteousness to which the Apostle Paul said, filthy rags. Filthy rags. And so, we must come to a place of rest. Some of us look very Restful this morning But if I can take a peep Into your mind and Into your heart Turbulence You know turbulence Some of you look Rested this morning Very peaceful But your leg underneath Is shaking Some of you feel rested But your mind is thinking What's for lunch You're worried about Your business deal You're worried about this You're worried about that But You know when we come To a place of rest Oh Hallelujah. On Christ alone I stand. All others are sinking sand. Amen? Amen. Let's continue, Matthew. Let's read. Jesus, can you see it? We are making some fine, uh, fine adjustment and tuning. We are still not quite there. The camera is still not there. We are trying to. So today you can see all slight, no, no picture of me. No uh, vertical camera yet zooming on you. Don't worry, be at rest. All right, today is all slight, okay? So, it says here, as Jesus went from there, he saw a man named Matthew. Now, before that, he was called Levi. Levi and Matthew are the same person. Levi, it means join, from the tribe of Levi, join. You must, it must be very heartbreaking for the parents, a Jewish family who... at at his birth, gave him a good prophetic name, son of a tribe, a Leva tribe, son of a priesthood tribe. And as he grew up as a Jewish boy, learning all the scriptures about the coming Messiah, we have come to that. You see, Matthew, by the way, was the most educated and the wealthiest of the 12 apostles. I will give you my reasons why later. So as he grew up, he... Make some career choices, career choices that his parent was not proud of. Sometimes it applies to all of us here. Sometimes we too, when we were growing up, we make some career choices, some relationship choices, some misstep along the way. Our parents are not very happy. We want to go our willful way, wrong choices in life, and Matthew was one of them. A Jewish man growing up and one day decided to work for a Roman government. And that was a great disappointment to his parents. And I'm sure there will be countless of nights of counseling and quarreling at home. Levi, why are you doing this? You are a betrayer to your own people. How can you work for a Roman Empire? How can you tax your own people? You, you know, where are we going to put our face? The parents are saying, Levi, come on. Where are we going to put our face? We cannot see our relatives without a shame, feeling a shame. You know, Levi, please reconsider your choice. You, you know, when they look at you, they look that you are committing an act of treason. How can you work for this oppressor? You are a betrayer. You are a traitor. So coming back to this scripture here, he saw Levi, Matthew, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Now, I'm going ahead of myself because the scriptures will be there later. This morning, where you sit reflects greatly on you. I'm not talking about where you're sitting this morning. Matthew was sitting at the tax collector's booth. That means he was representing the Roman government, taxing his own people, road tax, good tax, travel tax, whatever tax, and you find the people were taxed beyond heavily. They were feeling oppressed. And Matthew was sitting there. Where you sit determines where you will go. The Bible tells us, I will show you the scripture later, Blessed is the man who walk not, sit not, in the seats of mockers or the scornful. And many a times we find ourselves in a fellowship or in a company of people who are mockers, scornful people. You know why? They have nothing to say, nothing good to say about people. They, they make fun of the government. They make fun of a religious leader. They make fun of churches. They make fun of other religions. They just make fun. Their, their, their favorite pastime is to make fun and mock at everything that they cannot understand. Blessed is the man who sit not in seats of mockers. And if we are not careful, we are mocking wherever you are. Sometimes in a cell group even, you are mocking. Sometimes in your home, if having family dinner, you are mocking one another. Don't sit in seats of mockers. You won't be blessed. Matthew was sitting there. It is said that Isaiah the prophet saw in a vision, how he saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated on the throne. Where is God today? Seated on the throne. Where he is seated is also very important. God is on the throne, my friends. No matter what circumstances you may be feeling getting out of hand, that illness that you are struggling, that business situation, God is still on the throne. Can I hear amen? No matter what we feel about Malaysia at this hour, God is still on the throne. No matter what illness or bankruptcy or debt that you are facing, God is still on the throne. And the only time he got, from, got up from his throne was when Stephen, or Stephen, in Acts chapter 6 or 7, was stoned to death and he lifted up his eyes into heaven. Remember where to look, friends, in your time of persecution and trials, look towards heaven he lifted up his eyes moments before he died he looked up and he a vision opened heaven open he saw and then he proclaimed i saw the son of god standing up from his seat to welcome me that was the only time the son of god stood up to welcome the first martyr of the early church so where you sit is very important hallelujah hello can you change your seat next week? <laughs> <laughs> he sat there. Now sometimes you see in a bible scripture narration you know we are reading a narrative actually we are reading a narrative. Oh Jesus saw him sitting there the tax collector. We don't read too much. But actually if you are a student of God's word you begin to dig more. Actually you read it's just a narration but it actually it tells us a lot. He was sitting there day after day collecting money on behalf collecting money from his people on behalf of a Roman government, one day Jesus passed by and all Jesus did was to say, follow me. Now, you know, we, assume, we assume straight away, Matthew just hypnotized by Jesus' voice, follow me. It's a brand of shampoo. <laughs> and just walk like a robot. Follow me. No. You see, if we begin to understand Matthew was a Jewish man, conflicted most of his time. Every day is a chore. Probably regretful at his career choice. He had money. We'll talk about that later. He had money, plenty of money, influence. Yet, something in his heart was not right. You see, by the way, every Jewish man read the scripture. That's why when Philip said to Naphtaliah, we have found the one Moses wrote about. Naphtali, we have found the one. When, when, when Andrew, you heard last week, told Simon Peter, we have found the Messiah. In other words, every Jewish boy, when they were growing up, it is the parental responsibility to, to drill into them the Holy Scripture. And the Holy Scripture is the Messiah will come one day. Especially when you are under foreign occupation. Every uh, waking hour, they are looking for a Messiah. Why? They are looking for the deliverer. Who is going to deliver us from this foreign occupation? And so the Jewish people had perfect understanding about the coming Messiah. Simon knew it. Andrew knew it. Philip knew it. Neptuniel knew it. Matthew knew it, even though he was sitting in the wrong place. And so when Jesus said, follow me, something of the spirit within him clicked and connected. Click and connected. Now, sometimes, can I say this before I go on? We sort of prejudge people. You see, Matthew suffered greatly because of the stigma of his profession. We must never forget as a church, friends, You see, we like to think a church must be a place full of nice people. Nice people. People that we can relate to. People of certain standard. But we forget that the church should be a place like a hospital where all kinds of people will be attracted. You look at Jesus' ministry. His ministry is one of healing, restoration, forgiving You'll find wherever he went, he was healing, restoring, forgiving, bringing health physically, spiritually, mentally, and even spiritually, those who are oppressed by the devil healing them. Why? And the church must remain focused. This is a healing center. Can I hear amen? Not a club of nice-looking people like a pastor wear jacket and red like an angpao. Now, if you think, and that's why sometimes we frown at the kind of people that step into our church. And sometimes a church can become affluent. Certain churches have become affluent by the kind of business people, professional people that comes into the church and they, they, they drive fanciful cars. And, 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 and of course, this will attract their own kind. We'll talk about Matthew. But let's not forget, the stigma that Matthew had. Why I say controversial? Because when Jesus chose him, man, there was violent reaction from the people. When Jesus chose Andrew, not a whimper. When Jesus chose Simon, nothing. James, John, nothing. Judas Iscariot, oh, everybody say amen. But when Jesus, uh, Jesus chose Matthew, man... There were negative perceptions. Let, let me read. So when he said, follow me, something in Matthew. You see, sometimes where we sit doesn't really truly reflect our spiritual condition. Matthew probably was a seeker. He was earnestly looking forward, even though he was successful in the eyes of the people, had status, as well. but spiritually he was seeking. And I do hope some of us here, you are a seeker. Can I hear an Amen? You are seeking for the truth. You are seeking for the true God, and you are a seeker. And so, when Jesus came along and said, "Follow me," something in his heart click. He left. Friends, Luke account say he pick up himself and left everything. Not easy to leave behind your wealth. Hello. After that, he left his house, he left his business, he left his profession. You see, Matthew, as I've said earlier, was the most educated. He was well-versed in Greek and Aramaic. He was an accountant of his days. He knows bookkeeping. That's why he deserved to be the treasurer of the group. But Judas Iscariot somehow maneuvered and became the treasurer. Matthew was, by right, more qualified. But leaving that kind, he is no more interested to deal with money. Judas, you want it, you take. I just left those lives behind. I'm no more interested. You talk about wealth, I'm no more interested. You you talk about this, I'm no more interested. Judas, you want, you take. I'm not going to fight for position. And so Matthew grew up with a stigma. And can I say, some of us are struggling with certain stigma of your past, your background your broken marriage, your past life, failed relationship. There is a negative stigma attached to you. And when you come to church, everybody give you the stare. Some of you have come into the church and then you whisper to me, and say, Pastor, he also can become Christian. So I say, why not? What That kind also can become Christian. Tell me what kind can become Christian? Only your kind. Hello, as far as my Bible tells me, Jesus died for all sinners. That includes you. Hey, I'm not a sinner. I'm a saint. Yeah, that's what you think. All of us are sinners. Not a big, very very big amen. Never mind. <laughs> so he told him, and Matthew got up, followed him. You see, sometimes we read narration like that. Huh? Oh, follow him. Hey, he walked away from everything he has built up all the years. He left his family, he left his wealth, he left his empire, he followed. From that point, for the next three years, Jesus said, you know, I don't have a house, you just go by faith. Foxes have holes, birds have nests, but a son of man have no home. So Matthew, from that kind of prestigious, affluent living, left everything and followed the Lord. Okay, let me read on. And then, Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house. I told you, I told you Matthew was rich. Many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. See, the first thing we need to establish is this. You can only reach your own kind. If you're a businessman, your contact is business people. If you're a housewife, most likely, I'm saying most likely, your, your day-to-day connection, a housewife. Hello, if you are a college student, you don't try to reach, reach a businessman. You reach your own kind. If you are Hainanese, you reach your own kind. When the Hainanese got together, oh, they speak in tongues. Correct? There the Hainanese say correct. You reach your own kind. They are very clannish. Ah, oh, Suki. And then the Hokchu people, wow! When the Hokchew people go together, they speak another tongue. We are supposed to reach our own kind. You one kind. You reach your same kind. So, Matthew, what he did? Because all his career pointed it, who are who are his friends? Come on. Tax collector, lah, someone who? Because he can't mix with his own people. His people give them half a chance, they will kill him. Especially Simon the Zealot. Can you imagine? When Simon Zillard and Matthew get together, you know, the other end of a spectrum is any representation of a Roman empire I'll kill. And then Matthew look at him and say, oh, you, this guy. Don't know when is his next move. This guy is a Taliban, you know. He's going to kill any moment. And yet, under the leadership of Jesus Christ, they later gave their life for the kingdom of God. You and I, You know, over the slightest thing we argue. Over car park, car park is a serious problem, let me tell you. Please, I plead for understanding. Those of you who double park, triple park, please, after the service, go quickly remove your car. Don't let the church be, you know, uh, uh, have road rage, (laughs) car park rage. You know, you are testing, you are testing the patient. Three weeks ago, I spoke on James and John, Sons of Thunder. Some of you really tested some of the people down there in the car park. You make them wait in the car for half an hour. By the time you show up, there was thunder. (laughs) Please cooperate. We don't want after a nice sermon like that, they have to practice what they heard. Please remove your car as soon as possible. Can I hear amen? amen? Thank you. So tax collector, all king. Now, watch the next sentence. Oh, wait. When the Pharisees saw this, they, say, they asked the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collector and sinners? Is it tax collector belong to a special category of sinners. Why? Gee, you are supposed to be holy people. You are supposed to be Christian. Why are you mixing around with people like that? dubious character? Why? They asked. Now on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. How many of you here, you're feeling so healthy today and you decided to go and see your panel doctor and just, just to say hi. Hi, Dr. Gunn. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> Thank you. Eh? You only see a doctor when you are sick. The hates no no pastor james innocently thought he had inf- you know the hay situation when i see dr gunn dr gunn took the pulse rate took the heartbeat sent him to hospital i thought straight is it infection so please pray for him thank god he will be discharged after this service dr jinju is going to pick him back hallelujah amen and so we only see doctors when we are sick so jesus make that statement hey guys only the sick need the doctor The healthy doesn't need So it is a response to the Pharisees' accusation Now go and learn what this means I desire mercy not sacrifice For I have not come to call the righteous but sinners Sometimes the church forget this calling We think we are supposed to be a, a club of nice people Club where people who think alike will come together No, Harvest Christian Assembly is not a club it's a place for people from all walks of life the indian the chinese the Hokkien, the all the other races will come and find jesus and strength restored your life change forgiveness that should be the place and sometimes we forget when the church becomes a social outing nice coffee a social thing where you know it's nice to do some uh, 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 uh dancing here and there you know and after that you know, there's nothing of a spirit conversion or transformation. It's just a, a, a nice, good feeling. And until our lives are touched by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God, actually, the church has failed. And so we need to relook at the Scripture. So, coming back to Matthew, is, the meaning of Levi means join. A tribe of Levi. But the stigma, what was a stigma? Instead of becoming a priest... He became a publican. Jesus changed his name called Matthew, the gift of God. Hallelujah. That's a nice name. Matthew. Congratulations to Dr. Soh and uh, uh, Dr. Soh, are not Mr. Wong. Su huh? Chow, uh, are they here this day? Are they here, Dr. Saul, so, Su Chow? Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. You changed seat, huh? Oh. They became grandfather the second time. Yeah. And Micah, Micah means who is like God. What a name! Who is like God? Matthew, a gift of God. Levi, joined to God. And so Jesus called him Matthew. He was sitting at a tax collector booth. Then what happened? I already said this in passing. I'll quickly go. Blessed is a man who sit not in seats of mockers. Alright, be careful of the company of people you are keeping. If they are mockers, spend less time with them. Then Isaiah said, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. Then, where you are sitting is also very important, Genesis 19. When the two angels arrive at Sodom and Gomorrah, the Lord was sitting in the gateway of the city. You know, initially he set his heart towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Right? Later, he was very much part. Of the community he was sitting in a seat of authority and so Lord has become one of them and so be very careful friends you know where you are sitting spiritually because sooner or later you're going to get absorbed by them so Capernaum was along the way of via Maris via Maris simply means the way of the sea is a major trade uh, uh, trade route throughout that region like those days the Sikh road that connects uh, China to the Western world. Like today, we have the East-West Highway, the North-South Highway. So, Capernaum lies in that location. That's why they put Matthew there to collect tax. There was a lot of movement along those straight roads. And so, the Romans wanted money. Matthew succumbed to that pressure in life, worked for them, and became rich himself. He had houses and... So we read, so what happened? Tax collectors were branded traitors by the Jewish people. Why? They are lankies of the Rome. They are banned from entering synagogues. That's how bad it was. Tax collectors cannot go into the synagogue because by doing so, you contaminate the worship of the Jewish people. They are what? Called bears and wolves of the human society. You know, they curse whenever they see a tax collector because it's such a poor reflection you know not only that matthew's parents suffer shame too you are your don't know what have you become and then they blame the parents as well you are such a disgrace and then we read here publicans and harlots you know tax collector are grouped together under prostitutes and thieves and murderers how would you like that's how the jewish people see a tax collector Publicans, sinners, assassins, robbers, lamb into one. Tax collector is among them. Whew! Hallelujah. Let's go on. So, where you sit, reflect where you, who you are. And let me go on. The banquet. We have just read. Matthew, right, upon conversion, decided to do the first thing. He was having, a, Jesus was having dinner, and many tax collectors came, sinners came and ate with him. And so Matthew officially became the first full gospel businessman coordinator. He invited all the fellow businessmen to his house, and that's where full gospel businessmen get the idea of having banquet. And then Matthew left all and rose and followed him. Luke chapter 5 says that Matthew had to battle all those negative perceptions about him in order to become a disciple of the Lord. Now, having said this, I want to say this, I want to encourage you, we too have our own share of stigma. We too have our own share of dubious background. Sometimes we come from broken families, sometimes we come… You see, the church must be prepared. The 21st century church must see itself as the light of the world and the salt of the earth. The challenges of the modern day church is that all kinds, you see, this 21st century… You know, we are producing all kinds of complex problems. So you don't expect there'll be broken family, there'll be multiple marriages, there will be backgrounds, there'll be LP Are you saying all these people are beyond forgiveness and redemption? Or you 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 frown at them and you in your unspoken way say they are not wanted here? Jesus, welcome the tax collector at the expense of the negative accusation, what are you doing? Jesus knew to be identified with this group will tarnish his reputation. But the modern church must realize that the door of our church says, welcome, or some of the guardians of the church, they must go to selection committee. You can, you cannot, you may be. Let's not forget, Jesus came to die for sinners like you and me. Someone say amen. You think you're very good people, man? We are all saved by the grace of God. Some of us, we'll come next week, we'll talk about some, there are still Pharisees and Sadducees and the Essenes around in every church. (laughs) Stiff-nosed people. The more righteous people. They they wash their hands, people. And ultimately, they were the ones that crucified Jesus to the cross. At the foot of Jesus, who were they? People that He has healed and forgiven. They were there. Not the Pharisees. They were the ones that put Him up. So please, church, hello. Today, our community, our society is very complex. Not nice people only come to church. It's getting very quiet. Bad people also come to church and they need God. Broken people come to church, they need God. People with spiritual, mental, oh, they need God. That's why they are here. You think they, they came here to look at your face? Huh? They need God. And, as, and, and when the church loses sight of that, then the church is nothing more than a club where people go to the church to find connection, business, or any business dealing. Huh? Or, or people come to church to find life partner. Ooh, this church Suma lau lau, eh? I, I, go I go to another church. here, no prospect. Or oh, the church is a place to do business. Oh yeah, nobody nobody's going to buy my insurance eh? or buy my car eh? or, or, or do this. Eh? "Hey, what do you think the church is? That's why we should have testimony of transformation. God heal. God forgave. You know, two parties warring against each other, but after reading the word of God, they make up their case and forgive and forget. Hallelujah. That's the grace of God. And the church, when it forgets that, you are just a club. Let me go on. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Jesus entered Jericho, passing through, and he was there. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Actually, Zacchaeus means shorty. He was, if Matthew was a tax collector, he was the chief tax collector. If Matthew was hated, he was hated more, 100 times. He was the chief. He was the chief. And because he was short, you see, sometimes we assume bad people do don't, don't, not interested in God. Business people, successful people, professional people don't are not interested in God. You are how wrong we are. Matthew sat there, Even though he had the wealth, the status, when Jesus spoke, he left and followed. Now, here is Zacchaeus. He probably have heard about Jesus. He had wealth. I tell you, he had wealth. He had gold flowing out of his nose. He had wealth. You know, but somehow, somehow in his life, he still was a seeker. Friend, he still was a seeker. and and there was news that Jesus was passing by, and out of curiosity, and out of a seeking heart, he also wanted to know more about this Jesus. But what we read, he wanted to see Jesus, but what happened? Because he was short. Now, some of us here, thank God you are not only short in stature, but we are short in many ways. Matthew was short in stature. That's why he couldn't see Jesus. But some of us here, you are short. You may be a tall person, but you are having a deficit in other areas. For it is appointed for man once to die. But why? We are all sinners because all men has fallen short. We have fallen short in many ways. We are short. And because we are short, we want to look for someone who is higher. And Zacchaeus was short. He had wealth, he had money, but he was short still. And so, that day Jesus was passing by because he short, he couldn't see the crowd because of the crowd. And especially he was a chief chief tax collector. Lucky words. They saw him, they purposely squeezed him away. Now, this is a chief tax collector, probably a multi-millionaire with all his nice branded rope couldn't see. Now, the next scripture is very important. So, what do you do? Cannot see, my cannot see, Lord. Go back home. La. What, man? Sometimes you see, you were easily put off. But the slightest, yo, haste today, don't go to church. And then when you wake up, your wife is eager to go to church, and then you pretend, <coughs> uh, there you go. La. And then your wife comes back, you're playing golf somewhere, widow. You want to find an excuse, there are plenty. La. You have plenty, uh. uh, so Searching don't have a point to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you want to find excuses, there are plenty. You want to come to church, you can have yeah, a hundred and one reason why you come. Car park problem lah, pastor preach on this church are very boring la. You know, I, I, I don't like like haze, haze, you know. Uh, you, you, you can find excuses uh. I, I don't like the, the air con, very cold, you know. You want know, to find excuses like, yeah, I don't know, where it's it become harvest? And all. Now they are, you know, you know, putting all this glamorous LED. Hey, I prefer songbook. <laughs> you want know, to find an excuse you can find. Uh. But Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus have learned in life that excuses don't get you anywhere. He did not become a chief tax collector by luck. He worked himself, especially when you are short. Short people always got something to prove. They may be short, they excel in something else. And all the short people say, <laughs> they somehow have to make up in other areas. And so, Zacchaeus probably four feet something, wanted to see Jesus. All he saw was the backside of people. And so, what he did? Give excuse? No. Something in him. So, what did he do He, what? Come on. He ran ahead. Have you ever seen a short. Person with a religious rope running. <laughs> very ugly. <laughs> like a dwarf. Have you seen Snow White and Seven Dwarfs? Oh, a dwarf running. And running, running, and you know, even though they run, they are not very fast. And the crowd is there, they're running. Is it Jesus going there? Oh, he ran. He ran. Have you ever seen short people, millionaire, climbing up a sycamore tree? Lagi <laughs> Toro. Put your imagination at work, please. Climbing up, climbing up, climbing up. (laughs) By the time he reached up there, how many of you have been to Israel? We went to Jericho. They said, this is a sycamore tree. And I was trying to imagine how Zacchaeus climbed up, you know. (laughs) Looking. (laughs) And, and, And then Jesus stopped at the spot. Hallelujah. You see, all of us here, there is a spot that God can touch us. Maybe this morning you are at that point of breaking down at that point of breakthrough. We have reached that spot of breakthrough or promotion, but you don't give up. You don't just pack up and then leave like Zacchaeus. Jesus reached that spot. You know, pray that God will come to your spot. Can I hear amen? Come on. Pray that God will reach your spot that day. And he looked up. Hallelujah. You see, all his life, Zacchaeus wondered, people to look up at Him. That's why he, he try harder so that accumulate wealth, people don't take, despise Him. He accumulate, become wealthy, people respect Him. And, and, and in all His pursuit of wealth, still know nothing inside, all wealth. And Jesus look up, hallelujah. You see, there are some of us here in our heart, You know, we are waiting for people to look up. Qua sui wait. And I drive my Mercedes, I'll park in front and show you. Wait. Wow, we. And so Zacchaeus was up there. What happened? Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus. Eh? He knows my name. Oh? Hey. Zacchaeus. Something in his spirit. Pop. Like Matthew. Connected. Zacchaeus, come down quickly. Have you ever seen a short person coming down a tree quickly? My imagination is running wild this morning. He said, I must stay in your house for tea. Have you ever seen the children's church? Zacchaeus was a tiny little man, and little man was he. And then Jesus come to his house and say, Zacchaeus, I must come to your house for tea. (laughs) Who knows the song? Dr. Chinju said, you just killed that song. (laughs) So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Oi, who says? Who says chief tax collector doesn't need God? Come on. Who says multi-millionaire people don't need God? He has everything. Who says? He received Jesus gladly. Hallelujah, as opposed to the Pharisee who rejected him outrightly. And so, he quickly invited Jesus to his house and all the people who saw that, they started shaking their head. They said, ayo, yo, Ayo, and then begin to mutter and they say, ayo, did you see that? Did you see that? Ayo, wrong association. Oh, Pastor, what are you doing in that coffee shop? Pastor, what are you doing in that saloon? (laughs) Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, not to Jesus, to the Lord. See, be very careful with the words that the Scripture used. It's no longer, there's a conversion to the Lord. And say, look, Lord. He's a short man, but I tell you that man, that day he was tall, tall. He was short in stature, but he was tall. He said, look, Lord, here am I. (laughs) This is the most painful part. Now I give half of my possession away. Now, if that is not conversion, you see, conversion is not just the head or the heart. I think it was John Wesley or Martin Luther, I'm not sure, it's either one of these two. He a conversion is not of the head, of the heart. It is also conversion of your pocket. Some of you don't mind coming to church, but you don't touch my tights. Huh? You don't talk about money. Huh? Hey, that church, I talk about money, 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 money. Don't talk. Huh? Very sensitive, Pastor. Don't talk money. Very sensitive. Did Jesus talk to him about money? He stood up voluntarily and said, Guys, Lord... He felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Lord, what half? You know how much is half? He was a very wealthy man. Half. And this is where some of us have problem with our money. And then not only that, he said what? If I have cheated. Actually, not if. He's already cheated a lot of people. He said, if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will give back what? Four, four. Oh yo. You can never be converted if a man is willing to part with his money. You know what Jesus said? Let's read on quickly. Time passes quickly. My wife said, don't preach so long. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Because this man too is a son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Can someone say amen to that? Amen to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Zacchaeus has a desire to see Jesus, Zacchaeus received Jesus gladly, Zacchaeus experienced God's grace and make restitution. We don't like the word. It's okay, you know, sometimes, yeah, pastor, I've repented, make it right. We don't like to make it right. Still holding grudges and forgiveness against someone. Make it right, make it right. Someone once said this, the kingdom of God, entrance free, Entrance is nothing, the kingdom of God. You enter, it costs you nothing. But annual subscription, everything. Jesus died, we enter, causes costs us nothing. Annual subscription, everything. And so Zacchaeus and Jesus proclaim and affirm his salvation. Now, let's quickly go. Now, give me five more minutes. Matthew was probably the most educated and the wealthiest of the twelve. He was an accountant, musician, would you come? And then what else? He wrote his gospel. How many of you have read the the gospel of Matthew? Okay. All right. You you see, Mark wrote it. He wasn't an eyewitness. He wrote it because he was a scribe to Peter, who was an eyewitness. So Mark wrote the gospel. Actually, he wasn't among the twelve. Luke wrote the gospel of Luke, but Luke wasn't among the twelve. He he got it from various interviews. It's only Matthew and John who wrote the gospel account as an eyewitness, okay? As an witness, And that's why when you and I, by the way, Matthew gospel is the longest gospel of all the four. Matthew 28, Mark got 16, Luke got 24, John got 21. Who has more say to write about the, the Lord? It was Matthew. And then Matthew knew, all right, the Old Testament so well, that he quoted the old testament 99 times in the gospel of matthew more than mark luke and john combined together now i like to say this before the musicians play this because i i i just wrote it down just only three chapters you see here is a heart of a man in the eyes of the world he was like an outcast but inside is full of a scripture when he wrote the gospel of matthew he connects. He was a scripture He he studied the scripture. Mark in his gospel you don't find scripture, Old Testament scripture. Luke a few here and there. John a few here and there, but Matthew quoted. That means you must know the scripture. For example, for example, Matthew chapter one verse twenty-two. All these things took place to fulfill what the Lord has said to the prophet that the virgin will be with a child and they shall call him Emmanuel, God with us. He was quoting from Isaiah chapter 7. Matthew chapter 2 verse 6. This is written so that what was said by the prophet may be fulfilled. Unto you, Bethlehem, out of you will come a ruler. Micah chapter 5 verse 2. So everything about the Lord From the birth To every stage Matthew connected Because he was writing to the Jewish people Hey friends Jewish people He is our Messiah And then let me read on And then Matthew chapter 2 In verse 15 He stayed in Egypt And then Matthew will say Hey This is to fulfill What the Lord has said That out of Egypt I will call my son Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. He connects, he connects. And then Matthew chapter 2, verse 17. And then the killing of the babies by Herod was to fulfill what Jeremiah said. A voice is heard in Ramah. There is weeping and moaning that cannot be silent. Matthew chapter 2, verse 23. I have not even reached chapter 3 yet. And then he lived in Nazareth. This is to fulfill. You got your Bible, you can read it. This is to fulfill what the prophet was say. He will be called a Nazarite. Later, you know Jesus of Nazareth. Matthew chapter 3, verse 3. Repent and the kingdom of God is at hand. And this is to fulfill the voice that called in the wilderness. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. Let me read on. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm I'm getting there I'm getting there Don't worry I won't read 99 scripture Matthew 8 He healed the sick And then this is to fulfill You you read the word The phrase This is to fulfill This is to fulfill What The prophet said He took our infirmity And carried our disease By his stripes We are healed Thank God, Jesus called Matthew. Maybe some of us here, you feel there's a stigma over your life, you know, because of your background, because of your failed marriage, because of your whatever demeanor that you have done in the past. Let me tell you, thank God, Matthew was an apostle. He gave us one of the best crafted gospels. You read Matthew, you'll find the best written gospel compared. You see, Mark is all over the place. But Matthew designed it in the beginning. Trace the genealogy, 14 generations from David to Jesus. You see, he was a learned man. He knows that no Jewish people will buy unless every scripture is fulfilled. 99 times If you can go back make an assignment tonight Read the Gospel of Matthew Read the number of Scripture That Matthew quoted 99 times Hello He wasn't sitting at a tax collector book Looking at how much money he can make He was probably in between Reading the Holy Scripture And say, When is this Messiah showing up? And one day Jesus passed by with the authority that said, "Follow me," he could be the one. And then, as he followed Jesus, all the Scripture becomes alive. Hey, he shall be called a desert. Hey. He see Jesus' ministry as a fulfillment of the Holy Scripture. He's the only one that wrote all the Beatitudes. Matthew, blessed are the poor in spirit. No other gospel we it. Matthew wrote the genealogy of Jesus Christ, emphasized that Jesus was a fulfillment of everything said by the prophet. To a Chinese and Indian, this one doesn't matter. But I tell you to the Jewish mind, scripture fulfillment is the best thing to point to Christ Jesus. Then what else? Legacy of Matthew and I close What happened? He remained in Jerusalem for 15 years He went to Persia and Ethiopia He was martyred in Egypt Let me show you two more maps And then I close Singers come You look at this map Twelve apostles here Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the last we we'll talk about him how would you like to be called Ellen the Fat <laughs> Or James the Less? What, what a name Because we may meet This stunt The bankrupt But James the Less, Simon the Zealot, lord Thedius John Look at the map Look at the colour of this Where they went this was the known civilized world at that point of time, more than 2,000 years ago. The Jesus gave the Great Commission Go ye therefore into all the world. They went, man. Last week we talked about who? Uh, last week we talked about who? Andrew. Andrew went. See Scotland there? Russia, the color, orange color, Armenia. Okay? Andrew, uh, uh, Matthew died here in Egypt the blue color he went to Iran he went to Persia okay from time to time I will show you this map where the apostles went to fulfill the great commission and Acts chapter 1 verse 8 you will be my weaknesses in Jerusalem Judea Samaria uttermost part of the world and the last map alright last map is to show you where they went and where they died hallelujah Hallelujah Amen We will show you this map from time to time But I want Pastor Ruben to lead us into a song You know, the one that says I'm no more a slave Matthew, Matthew came and said I'm no more bogged down and defined by my profession If you're here this morning Somehow troubled by your past Somehow troubled by your affiliation This message is for you Can we have the song please?